The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 28th of February and the time is 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio today is my lovely guest, Shazia. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, not too bad. Now, um, to many listeners, uh, Shazia's voice must be quite familiar. And uh, to those that are on Facebook, they must recognise you. But I will formally introduce you to the show later. But first, Shazia, how's your week been? It's been pretty good, actually. Yes. Yeah, busy, the, but pretty good. And the kids have gone back to school, so was that yes. a nice break for yourself? It was actually good. Half-term's always great, and it's yeah. nice to have them back to routine. Yes, I know. So did, did you do anything fun over half-term? Um, not so much, actually. It was just all about work. Oh, good. Well, were you getting the kids to help out over half-term? Yeah, they do help out quite so, a bit. So are they quite good? Do, do they do chores around the house for you? Just their bits and bobs, yes. Oh, that's good, because I think that's the hardest thing, trying to get them to actually do some housework around the house, because some, some of the when it comes to boys that's not a boy's job I'm not going to do that that's what girls do but actually you know I don't believe in that I think we should just let them do yeah they should always help out it's important for them to help out yes so they do everything and and actually um, I did uh, for the first time I had family over and usually I'm doing all the cleaning of the house and then I'll go in the kitchen and do all the cooking and then by the time the guests are there I'm absolutely shattered but this time round, I thought no I'm actually going to get the kids involved and they were really good they actually took to taking the the j cloth and cleaning the windows and dusting and vacuuming so i thought i think i'm going to do this a bit more More often often. now (laughs) yeah so that was really nice because i just did the cooking and so when the guests came i actually felt quite refreshed so it's not been uh, too bad but yeah um what a week we've had some crazy weather and we finally got some snow Just a glimpse of it. (laughs) I know. It was a bit of a tease, really, because it it snowed. And uh, my youngest was saying to me if he could go outside and have a snowball fight. But I kept looking at the time and I kept thinking with it snowing, it always causes havoc on the road. So it's going to be traffic. And I said to him, oh, don't worry. When you come back from school, you can have a snowball fight then. (laughs) And by midday, it was like sunshine. Yeah, the sun was back out. Yeah, it's like it never happened. So it disappeared. So, yeah, so uh, we. There has been a forecast for snow next week, so... um Let's see if that's going to come back and hopefully stay for a, just a day longer so that they can get it out their system. I think yeah, it's, and enjoy the snow. That's it. It's nice. and But it is creeping up to March now and you're yeah. thinking, oh, we want the sunshine now. Yeah, it so. is spring. But when the sun came out, it was quite bright as well, wasn't yes, it? Yes. And yeah. yeah, and it did. It literally melted everything away because everything, all I could hear was drip, drip, drip everywhere. And I yeah. thought, oh, goodness me, the snow's really, truly melting. But it was quite warm, the sun inside. You could really feel the warmth of the sun. So I thought, oh, that's quite a nice feeling as well so hopefully we can uh, get some sunshine soon now listeners we are live on air reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas um, you can also collect um, to the show on the Inspire FM webpage where you can connect in through tune in and uh, listen that way um, I'd also like to take the opportunity to um, actually welcome the listeners of Salam Radio uh, where this show is now reaching out to listeners in Peterborough and surrounding areas so Salam Alaikum and um, welcome to the show. Uh, we are also live on the Facebook camera where you can and you must like the show. And you can also have the opportunity to join in the discussion there and um, share your comments on the show there. So um, that's that. So if you do... Um aren't able to listen to the show now we are actually repeated at nine o'clock tonight so you can listen to us from 9 p.m now i am taking uh text messages whatsapp messages into the studio this morning so if you do want to join in the discussion or have any questions for my guest please text or whatsapp in on 0779 now listeners usually on my show i like to start off with some headlines which um i do usually take from the the BBC but I really struggled this time around because everything that I was looking at was all around the coronavirus and I know it's alarming at how rapidly it's spread and um, how many um, the death toll around this as well but um, 
I wanted something different. <laughs> and I'm sure listeners want to hear something different as well. So um, I did have a, a good dig around and looked at different sites for some of my headlines that I wanted to share with you. So the first headline that I'm sharing with you is actually from the Independent Online. And um, this is, I thought, would be quite relevant, actually. Um, period poverty. So Scotland moves a step closer to making sanitary products free. If passed, the period products bill could make would make Scotland the first country in the world to provide period products, including tampons and sanitary pads, for all women for free. What do you think of that, Shazia? I think that's great. It's, it is, isn't it? And... Because a lot of us are quite privileged. We don't see little things like that as, an, you know, and a lot is a necessity. That's but it. there are a lot of people that can't afford small things mm. that are, you know, very necessary in life. Yes. And further down that article, when I read the article, it actually said that um, uh, some supermarkets have actually got um, little signs to say uh, the cameras are watching you and they've placed that next to the um, sanitary pads and tampons and everything. And... Um, uh, a lot of there was a lot of discussion and debate around this saying that that's really unfair because some people that are struggling to put food on the table will just go without things like this that's actually a necessity yeah. and um we shouldn't have signs like that there because you know it's forcing women to say okay well I'd rather put my money towards putting food on the table than actually having hygiene products for myself yeah and would be forced to steal. So um, they're saying that, you know, we should now try and put a stop to that and help these women. And even, I mean, I mean, sadly, periods are starting quite young now with a lot of young children and young girls. So, you know, I think a lot of the... Um, primary schools now were considering actually having products like that available so that the girls could get them for free and use them and not feel that they have to go out and buy them or have them on them so that's another another thing that's being pushed forward as well which I think is a good thing but yeah I just think it's it's one of those things that's human nature yeah I think it's something that people don't really think about as much especially if you do actually have it but there are people out there that don't. That don't, yes, yeah. and they need it as well. And then there's, is, I mean, when I read some of the articles about in some of the countries and places what people were using as alternatives was just so heartbreaking. I just thought, wow, you know, we do take these things for granted. And, you know, we are quite lucky that we have the privilege of being able to buy them without second thought. But there are people out there that, that can't. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, it would be brilliant. So maybe something that um, we as the United Kingdom could consider as well, I think, it would be um, quite beneficial for a lot of um, those that are in need as well. Um, and the other headline is actually taken from the BBC online and this is wearable to spot Alzheimer's being developed early. So an ambitious project to develop a wearable device to detect early signs of Alzheimer's has been launched. The early detection of neurodegenerate disease, EDON, is being led by the charity Alzheimer's Society. So wearable will collect data like sleep patterns and heart rate in the hope that collecting this data can begin to map early signs of the disease. What do you think of that? I think that's great. That's fantastic, it isn't is. it? To, to be able to pick it up early as well. I mean, sadly... Um, Alzheimer's and dementia is one of those things that doesn't have a cure for it and yeah. it's just something that over time gets worse so if it can be picked up early um, support and the right help can be given it's just about raising the awareness on signs and symptoms and then people are more aware of mm. what's going people sometimes don't understand what is happening and why it's mm. happening so if you're more aware of the signs and symptoms, you can help loved ones as well. Yes, that's very true, yes. And and, and that's exactly it. I mean, um, we, I had, um, uh, a while back, I had the Alzheimer's Society on the show and we had the lady there saying that her brother-in-law picked it up very late for his wife and it was too late to the extent that she'd she'd forgotten who her who she was yeah. and who he was and who every everything around her was but had he known from the onset that actually she's going down this way he could have probably done a lot more to get outside help to get support for him and her so uh, yeah I think that's something um, to look out for and I think that's a, a positive sign there as well because um, it's it's a disease that's not really um looked into that much and it's quite on the rise now i mean every yes. time i speak to people it's just like this is it i think people are becoming more aware of it i think it's always been around do, yeah do you i think, think so? people, it's just raising the awareness people are more aware of it so mm. you s tend to see it more 
Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, maybe there was actually, um, it was always there and it's just now becoming a bit more predominant because yeah. people are aware of it. Yes. So, listeners, in today's show, um, my inspirational woman of the community is the lovely Sister Shazia, who is a woman of many talents. And I could go on and on on the mic about how um, she does so much for the community. Uh, you give up your own time to help women in the community. And I think it's fantastic because um, there was that gap and uh, you saw the gap and you are trying to do your best to give something back and make that difference now I could go on and blow the trumpet and tell uh, the listeners how amazing you are but I'm sure the listeners are keen to hear what it is that you do Shazia and a bit more from yourself so Shazia if you could please introduce yourself to the listeners okay hello everyone it's really nice to be on your show thank you today. <laughs> thank you for inviting me thank you uh, my name is Shazia Avzal I, I'm a mother with no formal education mm. um, until I the age of 30. Um, I'm a teacher, driving instructor, director of Healthy Minds Luton and an executive member of the WCW team, which is Women Connecting Women. So listeners, when I said she's a woman of many hats, I literally meant that. So a driving instructor, as well as all this input that you're doing to the community. So um, explain a little bit more about the um, WCW. So what is WCW? So Women Connecting Women is a platform of women from many backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And we've come together to support other women and talk about um, subjects dear to the heart mm -hmm. and raise awareness. Wow. OK. So it's a bit like um, mental well-being for women yes. and giving them that space to be able to talk about issues that concern them. Yeah, it's a platform that everybody's welcome mm. and you can come and talk about any subject that is dear to your heart. That's lovely and that's so nice because um, there was a few weeks ago I read an article about women being with other women, how much, um, how healthy it is actually to be able to talk about your feelings with another woman or a group of women and laugh and talk and the endorphins that are being sent across the body and how healthy it is. So Yeah, talking therapies. That's it, yes. So nothing can actually ever beat... Um, sitting down and having a good chat, chat about yeah. something that's, you know, you know, like stressing you out or something. Like yes, that. yes. Or just having a chat in general. And having a chat in general, yes. And healthy minds, did you yes. say? Oh, oh, please indulge. Okay, it's Healthy Mind Luton. We've been mm. going on for about a year and a half now. Okay. And it's a community-based organisation. Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine's Lobia Begum that you're aware of. Mm -hmm. um, we put it together with a few other members as well. Mm -hmm. And we run workshops on raising awareness on mental health. Okay, wow. And um, so how are these... Um setups that you have how are these uh, run so you know how do you get the funding for them is this self-funded or is this a charity-based funding how how does it work we are a community-based organization and we mm -hmm. have been given a little bit of funding mm -hmm. for it to run the workshops mm -hmm. um but we do all work on a voluntary base oh well okay. so everybody that's actually come on board is actually running the workshops on voluntary basis on voluntary basis wow and um you say workshops. Can you just run through an example of a few workshops? I know you've done a few in the past that I was keen to try and join yes. on myself. Um, we've run a few workshops um, and bringing people on board to talk about mental health and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. We've brought on professionals like doctors, nurses mm -hmm. um, to come and indulge in the matter and sort of raise awareness on mental health. Yes. And talking about mental health and tips and ideas. Is it suggestions that is given to, to the people that come to the... Yes, we give tips and stuff and... Um, we actually signpost people, so when we know that you know they need help, because mm -hmm. obviously we're just a community-based organisation that mm -hmm. comes together to raise awareness on the subject. Mm -hmm. But we do say that if you do need treatment, obviously mm -hmm. a doctor is the first point of contact that you should actually seek. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean, uh, so going back to the roles that you do, the many roles, um, how you know how did you find the gap? in the community you know what what was it that you saw that you thought actually you know what we need to do something like this to get this addressed you know was it a personal experience a personal journey was it something how did you find this this place it was a personal journey because obviously mm. I returned to education at well I went to education at the age of 30 so wow. I had a Mm. a gap of knowledge um my brother actually is cl clinically depressed and mm. growing up we never knew the signs and symptoms mm. i do feel that if we had caught it earlier mm -hmm. he probably wouldn't be in the stage that he is at today mm. so if we can help others before know, they get to that loved yeah. ones around them 
Yes, to, before they get to that stage. So, so you say you started your education at 30. Now, this is uh, something I really want to brag about because a lot of us think that, okay, you know, once you're past 21, that's it. You know, your brain's ticked off. You can't do anything. Education is something of the past and we can't do it. We can't go back to it. You were a mum. You yes. are an amazing mum. And you've gone back and done uh, education. Now, how and why and what what inspired you or what, what was... What what was the, the thinking behind that? Uh, knowledge is, um, there's a great power in knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I always obviously wanted to return to education. Mm -hmm. um, got married, had the children. Yes. And then I thought, okay, when they, the, the youngest started nursery, I thought it's time for myself now to go back yes. to be a better mother as well and be a better person. It's mm -hmm. important to have that knowledge. I think that was the drive of keeping me going. That's amazing. And it's, you know, you... and you went with your instinct because I'm sure there's so many people out there when the youngest has started nursery or school where you sort of start thinking about yourself but they think oh no no got to shut it out we still are committed to the family and it, and as you say you were not doing something solely for yourself you did this so that you could provide and be with your family still yeah. and so and what you do do you're not compromising any time with your family you still have that family time do, yes. yes and you were able to juggle it around the school runs and yeah, schools it's all about time management yeah, I know. I don't know how you did it. You know, I, I should uh, give you a trophy, really, for all of this. <laughs> Thank you so no, much. No, because I, I, I mean, I think I, I, I have my children and I work around them and I, I do. I'm a domestic goddess. I run around the house doing bits. And at the end of the day, I think, right, I need to have a little medal for this. But actually, if you're working alongside and not only that, if you are doing voluntary work, something where you are giving something back to the community and seeing that positive change, and bringing up a family, I just think that's an amazing role and person. And that's why I have you on my show today, because I just you think so you're very inspirational. And um, you uh, I, I talk us through a bit, if you don't mind, your your family that you have. So you have three children. Yes, I have three teenage boys. Oh, wow. Teenage boys. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that have got a lot of questions around <laughs> how to raise teenage boys. So um, how old how old are they? My eldest is 19 mm -hmm. and I have a son who's 17 and the youngest is 16. Wow. And do they get on as brothers? Um, I think they do get on, mm -hmm. but not so much. Yeah. So they do have like their little tiffs around the house and yeah. stuff because they are teenagers and their yeah. hormones are everywhere. But um, they're a good bunch. Oh, yes. Oh, that's lovely, Mum. They're a good bunch. I like <laughs> that. I do like that. And you're very modest because uh, teenage and hormones and mood swings and oh gosh, I don't. I, I, my eldest has just turned thirteen, so she's hit the teenage years, and my youngest are all walking around saying she's moody because she's a teenager now. But um, we have had it, and I think she had the mood swings before she hit thirteen. But it's quite hard to tame them because sometimes you think they just they've got, you've got to let them get through this stage of life and you've just got to let them vent it out i think it's a matter of understanding them because um thinking about it they don't really know what they're feeling at times mm -hmm. as well so they're going through all this confusion themselves yep. it's important for them to sort of let them be mm. and just hopefully get through that phrase that's so lovely. So, you know, um, have you? Do are they quite open with you? So, do they talk to you and tell you? They their talk feelings? about certain things. I think there are certain things they probably won't discuss with mum. Yes, but they are open in generally some things that I probably wouldn't expect them to talk to me about. Oh, they wow. do talk okay. to me. Yeah. Oh, that's nice because boys tend to be quite closed in. I think with girls, I don't know. Uh, my son's eleven at the moment. He hasn't really quite hit the teenagers, but I do find that girls can open up quite easily to mums whereas I think boys would just rather not talk about it and just get on with something so do you find that with your boys or do, is it something that you train them to be like or mm. they just I think parenting is one of probably a difficult thing to do mm. I think nobody has a like a right and wrong yeah. way to do it mm. it's just something that you have to go with with the flow yeah. and there's no such thing as being a per perfect parent because mm. it's just about trials and errors and mm. learning 
Yeah, I was having this discussion with my husband um, yesterday, actually, that the trials and um, difficulties that we as parents are facing today with our children, with their education, with the social media and everything that surrounds us. Our parents really didn't, they had different challenges bringing us and raising us. There wasn't the challenges that we have now. So sometimes when I go back and I ask my mum, how did you deal with this when we were growing up? Well, you didn't have that, you know, it wasn't like that. So we are now in that era or that time where we have actually got to face a lot more difficult and different things. I think that children have a lot more to deal with than mm. what we did we used to have like our small circle of friends mm. you went to school you had your friends when you went home mm-hmm. you had your little home time mm. but now social media tends to follow you day and night mm. so you don't really get that time out yes so and Shazia, how are your boys with social media do they do they use you know their phones are they quite they do they know the difference you know of, all right now this is family time and this is my time on this is phone time you know have you got that balance um not so much I'd have to yeah, admit. and yeah. that's me being honest mm, that's um, good they are they're always on glued to their phones mm. my 16 year old only just recently got a phone so I've been mm. quite strict on not giving them phones mm. um he's just started going on snap now yeah but it's a hard thing to actually keep away Stop from them because it is yeah. actually around them all the time mm. I know. And some do, I think the balance, and I think that's really good that you waited till 16 because um, I applaud you for that. I, I, there's children as young as 12 now that have mobile phones and know what the, they know what they're doing on their phones. And I still haven't even quite worked that one yes. out. So, um, But um, I think it's hard to balance when you should and shouldn't allow them to have a phone because... If you don't and their peers have got phones and they're doing things, then you're almost suppressing them from something. Yeah. So it's quite hard to, to find that balance. So, yeah, listeners, actually, I'll reach out to you. Um, you know, do, do you have a balance? How, how do you, or if you do, um, balance that um, family time, social media time or phone time with your children? Um, I'm always asking uh, listeners to give me help, uh, advice on teenagers because that's one of the hard stages I think of raising children so they must have been fun when they were young yes I do wish I could take time back Back, get back to two and three because those were probably I mean they're more controllable at that age yeah and they and they're quite close in age so is it a couple of years between them between them yeah and the younger two have got a closer gap yes it's about a year and a bit between them wow that's amazing so um going back to um the WCW. Now, I know that you're running, um, you've been running quite a few events around this. We have done so, yes. And there's something that's happening this weekend, if you could just share that with the listeners. Um, we have the um, official launch, mm-hmm. which is um, Women Connecting Women, which is on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tickets are still available. Okay. So do please contact us on Facebook, Women Connecting Women, mm-hmm. or in, on Instagram, which is at WCW Luton. Okay. And we are raising money for the neonatal clinic. Yes, the neonatal unit. Unit. So um, all the money that's being raised for this event will be going to the neonatal the unit. The proceedings will be, yes. yes. So um, can you explain a little bit about why um, the neonatal unit was your chosen charity this year? It was a chosen charity between a whole group of us, because many of us, there's like mm-hmm. 12, 13 p- people within the group. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a joint decision to actually support um, the clinic. Mm-hmm also through personal experiences as well because my firstborn was um a little premature girl I had Mm -hmm. so um and she spent three days there so it's very sort of close to the heart and I think they do an amazing job Mm -hmm. and if you can make a world of a difference to somebody Mm -hmm. why not support the cause Yes. Now, um, uh, Shazia, I really appreciate you um, being able to talk about something like that, because um, when I read the story, um, I, I was, uh, I have to admit, in, in tears myself. Um, and it, it's quite a tough journey that you went through. And um, I think it's something that's very hard to overcome. So, I'm, I mean, uh, if you could just, if you are able to talk a little bit about it, because I'm sure... There are listeners out there that have gone through similar situations and are not able to talk about it. And maybe if you could talk about your journey and how you've overcome that um, and been able to move on and raise three amazing boys. Um, I will. You have to still talk about your older son because I know he's doing amazing things as well. So if he's got a lovely mum like yourself, um, he's bound to succeed in life as well. So inshallah. Inshallah, yes. Uh, So um, 
the the daughter that you had? Um, it was obviously many years ago because mm. it's um, 20 years. She would have been 22 come um, no, August. Um, she was my firstborn. I think I was a child myself. I do say child, I was 22. Yeah. Um, when you're pregnant, you don't really think that you're going to go through your pregnancy and then obviously you do go through a lot through labour as well and mm-hmm. then not have a reward at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, she came early. She was 26 weeks. Mm-hmm. I think I spent five days in hospital sort of glued to drips and God knows what. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, she came really quick. So mm-hmm. people don't expect that. I mean, I had her for three days, so that was a blessing. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's moulded me to be who I am today. Yes. So everything that happens in life happens for a reason. Yes. And it makes us a better person. So... Yes. I do believe that yes. anything happens for a reason. It, definitely. And Mashla, you're an amazing lady. And we are yet to go through a lot more questions with yourself about um, what you do for the uh, community. But listeners, believe it or not, we are actually in the first half hour of our show and we are now heading towards a break. We are live on air. I am taking in WhatsApp messages or text messages. Um, so if you have any questions around anything we've discussed with uh, Shazia or myself, um, please do text in or WhatsApp on the studio, which is 0779 um, Shazia is uh, talking about women connecting women. Um, there is an event running tomorrow. So again, if you want to know more information about that, you can text in. But for now, go refill your hot drinks or cold drinks or drinks or whatever it is that you're having while you're listening in and join us after the break. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to uh, Inspire FM 105.1 FM. You are tuned into Mother's Planet. I'm your host, Neelam. It's Friday, 28th of February, and the time is now 10.30. Uh, joining me in the studio is my lovely guest, Shazia. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, Shazia and I have been having long discussions about the amazing hats, many hats that Shazia wears, and the amazing roles that she does within the community um, as she has her own professional job. And as well as that, she does uh, volunteer work for the community. And we were talking about the Women Connecting Women community which um, uh, event, which is running tomorrow. And um, it's a platform where women are able to come in and speak about um, anything that's concerning them, anything that they want to talk about that's dear to their heart, um, in the words of Shazia. And um, the event is um, sponsoring um, the charity, which is the neonatal unit up at the LND. Yes, it is. And um, this is very close to, to Shazia and many other of the volunteers as well. Um, Sister Shazia very kindly has opened up and spoken about her past, about having uh, lost a daughter who was 20 would have been 22 22 come august yes. yeah so 22 this year and um to look at shazia you would not imagine she's suffered anything as um as hard as that in her life because she has raised three amazing boys which i will come back to one of them in a moment but uh, shazia can you just for the listeners um what was it that actually helped you get through that loss and that stage of your life? I think it's um, appreciating everything that we do have because the thing is, you do grieve. I think it's important to grieve and mm-hmm. I probably spent weeks, years, I mean, mm. it's taken me 21 years to even talk about it. Mm. So it's something that you don't overcome. Yes. I think that hole is always there. Mm-hmm. But time is a healer. Yes, And it's a matter of appreciating everything that we are blessed with because we are blessed with so much. Mm-hmm. And if you look around the world, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. And you just say Alhamdulillah for everything that mm-hmm. we do have. Mm-hmm. And I think um, in our previous show that we did together, uh, we were talking about mindfulness and being present with yourself and your feelings at that time. So I think that probably helped you quite a bit. Yes, it does. Going through and getting on with um, things. Um so um, that's um, that's quite hard. So did you have someone in particular that helped you through this stage or was it something that you just, because you were quite young, so, you know, it was it something that you just, as you got older and had 
your son then you your life sort of changed a little bit how did it feel having being pregnant again then and then having your son were you nervous did it bring back a lot of memories yes but I was obviously um I kept an open mind um Mm. to that obviously you can be pregnant but you don't know what the result may be Mm. so as long as you keep an open mind to it um everything was more acceptable I think I spent um at night I would just when my son was born because obviously I was I did I did have labor pains I didn't actually quite feel them because I had a reward at the end Mm. and I spent nights just looking at him because I couldn't Mm. believe he was mine yeah and he's 19 now he's 19 (laughs) and you've done a great job with him because uh your son is um quite well known to the community is he yes he is he's a professional boxer he's a professional boxer and he's doing quite well so inshallah in april did you say he has an event yes his next fight come april the 11th hopefully yes if everything stays well um he's had three fights previously on mm-hmm. his professional level and he's won every single one of them so wow he's doing quite well, yeah so how does it feel being a mother of a boxer um not so great <laughs> <laughs> oh it's quite hard it must be very hard yeah i would have preferred a doctor <laughs> Yes, I know. You could be the one that's actually uh, treating people, not the one that's being treated. Well, inshallah, he won't be. I mean, he's doing very well. So, um, you know, I I, I bet you're a bag of nerves when he goes for his matches. Um, Obviously, April is quite far off, but I'm obviously a bag of nerves already for him. Oh, well. But you just make lots of dua. Yes. And whatever Allah wills. Yes. And it's something that he was quite passionate about. Yes, he's been boxing since the age of seven. Wow. So he's put yeah. many years into it. He was doing it as a hobby. Yeah. I never thought he might take it up as a career. Yes. But he did. He did, yeah. And, you know, he's, Masha doing very well. And yes. it's very nice that um, you're, you're able to support him because sometimes, you know, um, I think my son wanted to um, be a, um, a racing driver. And I just said, no, it's too dangerous. And he's like, but, you know, you're all fully pretty. And I go, no, no, the car could tip and someone could go into you. You're at high speed. No, 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 no. And I really was, you know, and I still am. Yes. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hoping that he'll just wake up and want to be a lawyer or something, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, something that he can deal with on a daily basis without you know his life being at risk so you know I think it's very nice and it's very you know hard as a mum to to allow your child to do something that your heart is just not ready for you to accept him doing I think it's his mother's nature just to Mm. protect your child and Mm. to think that you put in your allowing your son to go into a ring where he can potentially hurt himself mm. I think that's really hard to sort of deal with yeah, yeah. and so do you I take it you don't watch any of no, this no I don't <laughs> <laughs> no, I just you... see the odd highlight here and there yeah. that I see on social media yeah but besides that no I don't watch it you probably just watch the bit where he's actually won and uh, yeah when his hands raised yeah. up and I'm just like okay that's fine now oh <laughs> lovely oh well that's that's really nice to hear and it's amazing that you know he's doing so well and uh, he's got supportive parents behind him that are actually encouraging him to do what he actually wants to do and um inshallah he he'll be a success in april as well so where, where is that match is that it's at york hall in london oh it's in london okay so do you go to the matches or you're staying at home or you know do you, I'm do you... just staying at home making lots of dua oh <laughs> his <laughs> dad away. goes a lot of family members go his brothers go so he does have a lot of support his friends and stuff so mm. There's a lot of people that do attend. So, Shazia, you're a very calm and very collective mother and lady. So, you know, what 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 is it? What's your secret? What do you do to promote um, mental health and well-being in yourself? What, what What's your secret? <laughs> the secret is being self-aware. Okay. So if you're self-aware of how you're feeling and why you're feeling what mm-hmm. you're feeling, mm-hmm. um, I think you can deal with it much better. Yeah, I think that's a bit hard one though, isn't it? So, I mean, let's go through some emotions. And so when you're angry, you know, do you do you do something to take yourself away from that emotion or when you're feeling really sad and you know, you're you're feeling really low, what what is it that you do to try and balance those extreme emotions, anger and being overwhelmingly sad mm, i do get angry mm. but i do come across as quite calm mm. but i do have my time out literally i'm not quite i'm not vocal okay. i think that's what it is so i'll just move away from a situation i'll keep myself around positive people mm. and if there's anything negative around me i just kind of walk away mm. give myself time mm-hmm. and it usually solves the situation 
That's really good, actually. Yeah, I do see that about you. And I can't, when you say you do get angry, I can't imagine you getting angry. Yeah. I can't picture it. No, I don't. <laughs> very rarely. I don't get angry. Oh, that's though. lovely. But, yeah. I mean, it's you know, everybody will have those emotions. You will have like, mm. anger, sadness. It's a matter of how you're going to deal with them. Mm. So um, is there something in particular that you do to uh, treat yourself uh, for your own self as uh, well-being? Is there something that you do to take that time out? Yeah, I, do. I take a lot of time out. I mm. spend quality time with family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have a couple with my sister Yes, and just release all the tension. Um, we do, I think we discussed it last time, we do our knitting therapies. Yes, so do that on a fortnight basis as well. Yes. I haven't knitted anything recently. I was just going to ask. So yeah. are you quite good at it then? No, actually I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. I like you admitting that. I would have said, yeah, I'm really no. good. <laughs> I'm a basic knitter. Oh, so knitting uh, is very different to crochet. Um, similar. Okay. I've just started crochet. Okay, I'll have to get you in touch with my daughter. She's crochet mad. Mm. I took her to Hobbycraft and it was like I'd just given her, a, you know, I'd put her in Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. She wow. was just like in awe at the amount of yarn she yeah. could see. She's like, I don't know what colours to get. I don't yes. know how many to get. And I was like, okay, let's calm, yeah. let's breathe and think about what it is that you want to make and then take mm. it from there. So Knitting is really, I find it very therapeutic. Yes. Uh, uh, it relaxes you. Yeah. Yeah. and just relaxes yourself so that's that's what she says because she she's um any moment she has at home where she's sitting down she'll just pull out her little bag and yeah. pull out her yarn and she'll just go and start making crocheting something away and she's much made quite a few things so i have to give her a lot of credit because i've now said to her okay perhaps maybe you can think about selling them and thinking yeah. about business mm. a lot of time goes into crochet yeah i did a shawl for one of my friends i think it took me four weeks yes so and it's, it's quite hard to put a value to that there is no you can't put a price to yeah it. that's what so much saying. love and effort has gone yeah. into it because yeah. when I say to her, okay, think about selling it and maybe putting a price. I'm, I'm very detached yes. to this. So I'm like, let's put a price tag to it. Let's sell it. And she's like, but mum, I really, you know, I put my heart into this and yeah. I really thought about the pattern and the design. I really don't know what to price it at yeah. because it's my heart that's gone into it. So what? And I was like, oh, gosh, if you say it like that, yeah. then let's not sell it at all. <laughs> yes. Let's just keep it. Let's so keep we've it. got loads of um, crochet bits that she's been collecting oh, at home. Lovely. So, yeah, um, I'll have to get you in touch with her, yeah, actually, because she would love something like that and I think that's and that's the key thing here to um, well-being I think it's important that you take time out to something that you really enjoy or even if as you openly admit it's not something you're necessarily great at but it gives you that solace that time of space of uh, I'm going to do this now and it's your time of peace yes, and you can just get get on and do wh- whatever it is however it is that you do it so I think that's the key really to um, send out to listeners that do something that you enjoy that can yeah. take your mind off things um, my, my thing is baking and oh, and great. and the the key thing is eating it afterwards. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I I bake and then I eat. So yeah, yeah and then I struggle afterwards because oh. I think now I need to go for a run or something oh, to bless. burn that off. But yeah, I do I do find ba- baking very therapeutic, and I do try my best to um, gauge all my energy into that as well. So um, that's good. Now talking about baking and uh, cooking and food, um, I I do like to share on my shows um, some recipes and. I believe um, Sister Shazia has one for us and it's a nice simple one which we like because yes. um, that's something that people can follow. So mm. this is something that is not it's, yourself? It's not my no. recipe. It's actually my niece's. So Ambrina Ali will take the credit for oh, it. Oh, there you go. Ambrina Ali, thank you for uh, this recipe and your aunt is going to share it with us now. Okay, so it's like, um, do you know when you make roast and you have leftover roast? Mm-hmm the day after so what you tend to do is you just shred all the um, meat off the bone Mm -hmm. and you add in mash Mm -hmm. and cheese wow salt and chili flakes Mm -hmm. once you've done that you mold it into little small balls oh wow roll it up in um, dipped egg Mm -hmm. roll it in crumbs Mm -hmm. and fry Wow. How quick is that? But that's really interesting. I thought you were going to say, shred it up, add some salad and put it in a wrap and there you go. Yeah. That's it. That's the kind of food I do but, create. Yeah, that's the kind of food I do as well. <laughs> when I look at leftovers, I think, yeah, yeah, let's turn it into a wrap. Yeah. Let's put it in a sandwich. But that's really interesting, adding mash to it and actually yeah. making um, like chicken patties, I yeah, guess. I don't know it? about yourself, but whenever you make roast, I always have 
some left over. Yeah, well, and the day after some... it gets a little bit dry. Yes. So if you can make it into a new dish altogether, dish, yeah. yeah. And that's really good because you're um, upcycling food. Can yeah. you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are. I mean, um, uh, alhamdulillah, uh, we don't have leftovers a lot, with, oh, especially okay. when it's roast because my children really like it. And so um, they, they will, you know, go for second helpings and eat it. And, and I, I do let them go mad with it as yeah. well because I think... I don't know what to do with it, but now I do. So I'm going to not let them go mad with it. Yes. I'm going to hold them <laughs> back like, and save, save some. Save some, because <laughs> I'm going to make something else with this, yeah. So um, I actually have a, a recipe that I wanted to share with the listeners, and it's something that brings back uh, my childhood memories because we grew up with this dish and um, I've, I've made it maybe once or twice and to, yeah, this week I made it and um, when I had it cooking in the oven my children were salivating they were like mum what is that smell it's so nice and I was like yeah I know I, I feel about five again so let mummy just relive oh. her childhood <laughs> again okay so let, let me take that smell in and relive my childhood so this is in honour of my mum because my mum used to make um, I'm sure lots of people have had this dish actually it's, it's of oven roasted curry so it's a curry that's actually cooked in the oven so the base is done outside of the oven and then it's majority of it's cooked in the oven and then you just serve it with chapatis and salad so or your roti you know just yeah. as normal so um, what I did because um, I was short on time is um, I had chicken legs so you get the thighs and the legs and I, I parboiled it a little bit so I just mm. boiled them a little bit and then I put them on a an oven tray and uh, drizzled some oil salt pepper and sauteed some onions and sprinkled that over the chicken and then put that in the oven so I let that slightly roast in itself and then um, separately in a pot I made my um curry paste as such so you, okay. you brown your onions your garlic your salt um, put in all your masalas that you use for your curries um, some chopped tomatoes and stir it all up and um, till you get your thick curry paste and then I took it you can add water to that if you find that it's sticking and it's not um, I, I really like to um, melt the onions if that makes mm. sense because my children are a bit fussy about seeing onions in curry so I do really cook the onions into the curry and then um, take it off the gas and add a couple of tablespoons of Greek yogurt to it mix it and then take the chicken out of the oven and just literally pour that over the wow. um chicken and uh, sprinkle some coriander cover it with some foil and then put it back in the oven now I always used to think when you cover something with foil it will never roast because it's not got the opportunity for it to be exposed to the oven's yeah. heat but when I took it out the oven after 40 minutes the, the curry had all roasted even oh, wow. with the fo foil on it it just didn't burn through so the chicken was really nice and tender and it was it wasn't crispy yeah. it was it was really nice and soft so um i do recommend keeping it covered and not worrying that it's not because once you've made that curry sauce it was quite watery once you had the yogurt i thought oh gosh this is going to be quite runny i don't yeah. know how it's going to be but once I left it in the oven and just covered it, my mum said, just cover it and leave it in the oven 30 to 40 minutes yeah. and it will just cook. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know, mum, I might have added too much yogurt. Yeah. But actually it cooked through and it cooked through so nice. And uh, the kids polished it off. Wow. <laughs> I had nothing left. I'm hungry now. I know. I, sh <laughs> I would have said I'd bring some in, but they polished it off. So that's wow. it. And it's quite a hearty dish, yeah. again, with this kind of weather that we've been having. It's quite nice and it's really filling. And it's quite quick, yeah. uh, you know, um, Normally when I make like my biryani or, you know, when you make some curries, you're, you're using several pots and pans yeah, to get through it. Dishes. This is just in a tray and you just put it in and it's really nice. I mean, the only thing is it's actually nice served with chapatis. You can have it with rice, but because yeah. it's quite dry, it's quite nice to have it with chapatis and salad. So... That's my dish for you guys there. So give it a go. I will be um, sharing that on the Facebook page later on today. And um, uh, there will be a picture alongside so you can see what it looks like. And uh, listeners, yeah, give it a go and uh, send in your pictures as well. Share your pictures if you have given it a go. And see either how the chicken patties turned out that you that Sister Shazi shared with us or um, how you got on with the uh, chicken oven curry. So that uh, would be interesting to uh, see from you guys. Now, listeners, we I do have a, a little announcement to make to the Inspire FM um, show schedule. Um, Inspire FM has taken on board um, 
a lot of the listeners opinions and views about how they're running their shows and how things are running and from 2nd of March next week we are going to be um, actually launching a different schedule to a lot of the shows so a lot of the shows are either going short not there at all or changing to different times so you can actually uh, log on to the Inspire uh, FM website uh, for more info on that but the key one that I really want to push is um, the morning shows um, especially for us mums because I tend to have my radio on a lot when I'm at home cooking cleaning doing anything my radio's on and um they are actually now going to be playing the Sira, uh, which will be um, played in English. So it's quite nice to um, listen to that. Um, we have entered the month of Rajab um, and uh, it is a very special month. So to listen to the Sira in this month and the following month, because before we know it, we're going to blink and it's going to be Ramadan. It's just, it will be, yes. It's just coming around so quick this year. It's just, I just the corner is. Yes. I can't believe how quick um, it's coming. And so, uh, yes, the Sira will be played. So um, you know, do listen into that and take some knowledge from that as well. And uh, it's a good time of the year to listen to it as well because Rajab and Shaban are very um, dear months to the Prophet. So, uh, yes, that's one of the key ones. So, uh, again, you know, at Inspire FM, we are always um, trying to listen to our uh, listeners. And if you have any opinions, uh, again, with my show, if you have any topics that you'd like me to discuss and bring on air, that I'm happy to do so. Um, over the next few weeks for next week onwards um, I will be having a, a, a guest coming in from London who is a marriage coach and um, she will be talking about a book that she's written around um, a successful marriage and um, we are going to be talking about the topic so again if you have questions that you would like um, brought up in the in the show you can email him into the studio which is the Inspire FM uh, which you can find on the Inspire FM webpage um, and again um, you can uh, make it for the attention of Mother's Planet and I, I will try my best to raise those questions in the coming shows so we have events and uh, the events that I'm going to uh, now, uh, it's just uh, Shazia to uh, talk about, which is the Women Connecting Women. Yep. So we have the events going on tomorrow. It is a four-course meal with entertainment. Um, it's Women Connecting Women's official launch. Um, tickets are still available, so please do contact us. You can contact us on 07904. 355318 or on one of our social platforms to inquire about those tickets and um yeah, it should be a, a fun show. A fun show, yes. Yeah, it will be. I mean, it's a platform for women to come and talk, and yeah. I think women love that. Yeah. <laughs> we all love talking. Yeah. This event is actually open to all because there's a lot of media coverage on it. So okay. this one in particular, we have had workshops that have been just exclusively to women, mm -hmm. and that's what we do intend to do in the near mm -hmm. future as well. Mm -hmm. But this one, due to um, media coverage, mm -hmm. it will be a mixed event. Okay, okay, yeah. that's good just to so share. That that's yeah. good to share and know as well. Yeah. So that's Saturday 29th of February at 6 o'clock clock yes, onwards and that's at crescent hall it's at crescent hall yes and dress up ladies yes <laughs> four course meal i like wow, that yes. <laughs> I, I like that that yeah. just when you said four course meal i think everything else went just lost yes. i was just and focusing it's all on worth that a good cause yes it is indeed yes. and uh it's all going to the neonatal care at, yeah. at the lnd so that's um lovely to share there uh we also have um the Mon mother's monologue um resisting austerity which is running on Friday 6th of March uh, from 7.30 to 9 at the Hat Factory Centre in Luton and the tickets for that show um, is available via the Culture Trust in Luton so again you can um, book through there and um, that's quite a nice one there, the Mother's yeah. Monologue it's, uh, it's looking at um, how different mothers have faced um, the crisis of austerity yes. in, in their lives and how it's impacted them so um, yes, if you have the time on Friday uh, do do attend that from 7.30 onwards. We also have um, the uh, um, Inspire FM is now doing, now I've just been told this by ta uh, Brother Tarek so I'm going to try and read a little bit as I'm talking which is the Inspire FM community volunteering group. Now Inspire FM has decided to create a hub where they will be um, it's, uh, it's all done via WhatsApp so you are, we are going to be um, housing uh, 
volunteers within this hub and so if you are running any events or any um, charity based events and are looking for volunteers this hub will have your supply of volunteers that will be able to support you in events that you are um, uh, running or hosting or doing and if you do want to join um, this uh, community group uh, there is a whatsapp message that brother Tarek has sent out to many of the listeners this morning Um, but if you haven't been privileged and received one of them you are able to um, whatsapp and please do whatsapp because this is um, a whatsapp only uh, group and it can only be sent through whatsapp uh, to the Inspire FM uh, telephone number which is 0779481822 and uh, Brother Tarek can add you onto the list and you can then uh, be added to this group where you can either be a volunteer yourself or have them there if you need a volunteer for any events that you are running and uh, that's that we are also um, I was talking to Brother Amar we are running the um, uh, Science Club which is next was it next I think it was the 7th yes So, so it's next Saturday at Dello Community. Now I've lost the um, advert for that. So it's the um, which ha- it's not the first time that they've been running this. So it's a science club, and it's for children's up to the age of twelve, I believe. And um, uh, it's run at the Dello Community Centre. Uh, you are able to chi- uh, sign your child up to the event, um, and all they're asking in return is for you to uh, bring some money for donation for the food bank, which is going for a lovely cause. So again. Um, all, all you have to do is sign your child up. Um, you can just attend. Now, um, this is all, um, again, mentioned on the Inspire FM webpage, so you can get the timings and details and everything from there. Um, but I believe it's for children from five years onwards um, up to the age of 12, where they are doing a variety of science activities. Um, and I believe the last one was quite a success because they looked at the um, 3D modelling wow. um, creation. And, and I, I had my children attend that and they all came home with their own key rings that they had made via this 3d printer which is amazing um and uh i I was watching this program actually now i'm gonna have to quickly mention this but they they're 3d printing and they're making buildings out of it so that's amazing all right listeners we are now nearing the end of the show and i'd like to thank shazia for all her input and time in today's show thank you so much no thank you and uh, as a tradition of the show i always like to uh, finish with a quote Every woman's success should be an inspiration to another. We're strongest when we cheer each other on. Juma Barak and Assalamu alaikum. And don't forget to tune in next week where again I said that I will be um, having my guest, um, uh, Sister Sarah, who's coming from London and she's a marriage coach. And so if you have any questions around the success of marriages, um, she is your your person because she's, uh, she's been doing this for about 20 years. So, you know, uh, please do email in your questions uh, or ask in any of the topics that we are going to be discussing. You can do so then. Otherwise, Juma Barak and Assalamu Alaikum. Thank you again, Shazia, for coming Thank in. You. Okay, then, Assalamu Alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.